G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. We're going to talk about a story that was breaking late last week. You might have heard of a petition that was authored by domestic violence victims and former sex workers. It attracted over 40,000 signatures. Now, the companies Target Australia and also Kmart, uh, they're no longer going to be stocking copies of the controversial video game called Grand Theft Auto V due to the game's depiction of violence against women. Now, the response from video game players has been very loud. A heated debate has broken out and angry gamers have uh, supposedly... Uh, uh, they've uh, they, they've attacked this sort of uh, level of censorship, and uh, and we're going to talk through those some those issues this hour. You can contribute to our conversation. Uh, should women and men too be outraged over the sexual violence that is promoted against women through some of the video games that are on the market? Two guests to welcome this hour: Wendy Francis from the Australian Christian Lobby, and also Melinda Leshevsky from Collective Shout. Uh, to both of you, ladies, uh, just wonderful to have you with us. It's great to be here. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Uh, we're going to uh, talk through this issue. Let me just ask you first, uh, Wendy Francis, because you've been a long-time campaigner when mm. it comes to uh, issues, when it comes to uh, making the outdoors G-rated, uh, the whole uh, topic of uh, video games and ratings. I know that the Australian Christian Lobby has had a long campaign to make sure that uh, there are games rated in an appropriate way and even have some uh, censored and banned. Mm. Uh, when you hear a story like this from last week, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I try not to be angry, um, but and yet I believe that there is a righteous anger as well. Um, my anger would have me go in and actually um, pull them all from the shelf and destroy them. So I do try not to do that because I don't want to be arrested. Um, but as you say, the ACL have been long campaigning for video, R-rated video games not to actually be introduced in Australia. We didn't want that classification here. One of the main reasons we didn't want that is because Jim Wallace, uh, Brigadier Jim Wallace, uh, an SAS uh, commandant, commandant, you know, in the in the um, army, he knew the the value of um, training with video games, violent video games for um, the army. He knew the impact that that had on people, and in the army, they would not use these sort of games because these sort of games desensitise people to violence. And in the army, the type of video games that they were using were always video games where violence was the last resort. And they were training people to actually ways to protect people without having to use violence. And so he understood the impact that this sort of violent game actually has on the um, on our mental sort of state, really. And Melinda Leshevsky from Collective Shout. I mean, Collective Shout has been so passionate about protecting women's rights when it comes to this sexualization of girls and women and sexual violence in particular. Uh, how does this affect you? How do you feel about games, the one that's been talked about last week? 
Oh, well, it's it's incredibly sinister to see this type of media uh, becoming so widely available. I mean, having said that, um, games of this nature have been available for quite some time. But with the introduction of an R rating, though, there's uh, we have more explicit, more first-hand um, or first-person perspective, interactive material being available. And it's supposed to be only for adults, but... Do, does anybody really believe that this is not going to fall into the hands of children? Mm. Now, this gets murkier because the reaction of the video gaming community, and uh, I should suggest that it's, it's I don't think it's actually coming from the video game manufacturers, uh, but there's been a, a response which has been something of a, de- a deflection of attention away from the video game that we've been talking about called Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, this is pretty uh, pretty interesting where uh, where there's the Bible's involved in this one. Uh, Wendy, do you have the sort of details as to how that's all come about, that the, the Bible involved? Yeah, look, I think it's an overreach by these gamers just trying to be as ridiculous as they possibly can. More concerning is the vile response that they've had to people such as Melinda. Um, there's been vile uh, stuff coming through for them. But they've started a petition that the um, Target not stock the Bible. The Target doesn't actually stock the Bible anyway. Uh, But it is ridiculous. Uh, What we're looking at with the Bible is a historical book of events. Um, The one thing that, you know, I personally am grateful to God in is that he has... He has included terrible things in the Bible to, to give us a true reflection of what history actually was. We don't like a lot of history, but we still have books about World War Two or World War Three, you know, World War One, and uh, World War Two, uh, because we're looking back at history and we're hopefully learning from history. So to 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 overreach like this is just ridiculous. Well, when it comes to violence and the Bible, that's an interesting uh, aside, and there might be some listeners who might have a few comments to make about that. Um, the actual petition uh, that has come from the video gamers includes uh, what was very interesting to me, and I'm, I must say I'm almost entertained by the way that if there's going to be a deflection, well, you might as well bring the Bible into it. <laughs> but the, these gamers have also started to talk about a whole bunch of other video games, and and they've highlighted the problems with those. And mm. uh, when I I see things uh, like. Um, uh, the uh, the game Super Mario Brothers, uh, the idea of prom- promoting willful murder of wildlife. And uh, there's also calls for banning knife sales and uh, ban on the Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, these sorts of things, they're almost sort of in the deflection uh, using the Bible, but they're also suggesting all of the bad things that are out there. This sort of raises our attention, doesn't it, Melinda? Yes, well, they're, they're definitely trying to divert attention from the main issue of, of video games. Uh, I really would love it if they were successful in getting rid of Fifty Shades of Grey, but that's another <laughs> issue. But again, it's, they're all stunts that they're mm. doing to deflect attention. And if we, if they wanted to focus on other video games, maybe we should do that too, because drilling down into the details of what these videos uh, games contain in terms of their depictions of violence against women, particularly sexualized violence, isn't going to help their cause. Because the more uh, I read about it, the more the more problematic I find it, and the the more that we need to take steps to do something about it. 
And I guess you could say on this discussion, this conversation today, we could probably put a little label, a PG rating on our label today for our discussion for what we will talk about because we are going to be talking about sexual violence against women and in some of these video games. The one that's in question, of course, this one called Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, Wendy, when we hear of this video game depicting things like uh, the killing of a prostitute by uh, the male player of the game so that he can take his money back from the prostitute. These things become very unsavoury, very distasteful. But uh, And for some people, they're going to say, well, isn't that just a harmless bit of fun? But this is the point, isn't it? Mm. That when you start to talk about violence against women in this sort of way, uh, it goes beyond a harmless bit of fun. It does. Uh, the um, and anyone who says that it's a harmless bit of fun has already been desensitised. And this is one of the big problems with these games. We are desensitising people to the horror of what is happening here. And so it's not just a killing either. I mean, what happened the other week, uh, ACL were putting out a media release uh, in congratulating Target and also Kmart for removing this from the shelves. As part of that media release, they had a link to a YouTube video that depicted some of what you've just described. And I've never actually seen it. And so... The media release was obviously going out in my name. I'd written the media release, but they included this link. I felt that I should watch it. It was a seven-minute long video, but I couldn't get past about a minute and a half, and I actually felt like vomiting. So this is um, gratuitous violence in the absolute extreme. And so if anybody says that that's just nothing, then they are already desensitised. Let's get those telephones going. You can be a part of our conversation today. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316, 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Michael in Melbourne. Hello, Michael. Welcome oh, Neil, along. You are doing a great job, a wonderful job there, Brad. Thank you, Michael. What is You're your contribution to our conversation? Well, I was going to say, I mean, what do you expect? They kicked um, the Bible out, Christianity out. People, you know, don't want a bar of it. The, the, the society's um, swimming in sin. I mean, literally porn everywhere. Wherever you go, they've all got their iPhones, portable little iPhones. Wherever they go, they're looking at porn. It's so addictive, this stuff. I mean, what do you expect? That, when you get rid of a moral law, you get rid of sacredness, which obviously was part of the Ten Commandments and all that was passed on, and then you expect the society to kind of value these things. I mean, this is the, the Western society at the moment, we're literally on decline. We're... They're lost. It's a lost race. I call it the Triple J Society. They're literally swimming in sin. I mean, there is no sacredness left anymore. There is no respect, you know, in a sense. Without God, you lose your moral law and everything goes to, you know, to water. So, I mean, I don't know. I think with this society, you're wasting your time. I think. Hmm. Michael, let's interested. hear from our guests uh, a few interesting thoughts there. Wendy, first of all, uh, the fact that there's porn everywhere, it's uh, into everything, and uh, what would we expect if we have a decline in the Christian values and uh, even lack of uh, understanding and appreciation of the Bible? Absolutely, I agree that porn is everywhere, and it is certainly part of the problem, but I'm not prepared to stand by and allow it to continue to um, pollute our society. The standard that you walk past is the standard that you accept. And so people like Melinda and I, we are not prepared to allow our children and our grandchildren to be mindlessly polluted with this stuff without actually having a voice. But I, I agree with our caller um, uh, right up to when he said there's no point because there is a point. Melinda uh, was responsible for starting the petition. She she and friends were, were part of that starting the petition and Target and Kmart have rep- have pulled this game from their shelves. So there is a point, and um, and it's hard, and sometimes it, it costs a lot, actually, 
um, but it, it's worth it. Melinda, let me just uh, look. Thank you, Michael, for your input today. I really appreciate your call. Um, get your comments too on what Michael was saying, Melinda. But uh, what I love about the name of your organisation, Collective Shout, is really it's a call for not just individuals shouting into the wind, but uh, for everyone to stand up together. There is a sense, isn't there, in which uh, there is hope for being able to control these sorts of things that are influences on our society because we all have to speak at the same time and have a collective shout. But anyway, quickly, your thoughts on Michael. Sure. Oh, well, there, there is certainly a point to speaking out, and I understand uh, feeling defeated and like there is no point because it, it just does seem so overwhelming. But we can't underestimate the impact that we can have and the ripple effect that even small actions can have. Mm. So with Target and Kmart pulling this game, uh, we can't see the full impact of that. But I'm going to suggest that people are now thinking more uh, carefully about what games they might purchase their kids or grandchildren. Uh, we've sent a message that this is unacceptable. There's, these are two major retailers. And, and look, this conversation has started and, and, and it goes on and on like that. There is a point. And if we're defeated and decide not to do anything well, then... It all is lost. Do we celebrate those retailers for taking notice of those names on the petition and they've actually pulled that product from their shelves? Yeah. I, I With retailers, there are millions of products that go through their store and you can imagine that when so much stock is coming in, you can't possibly be across the content of any particular game, D- DVD or whatever it is. There would be a lot of people who would have no idea that this content could possibly exist. You wouldn't dream it up. So when it was brought to the attention of Kmart, they, that in their statement they said, we apologise for not being across the content of this game. So that is the impact of our actions is that we're shining a spotlight on things that are problematic and other people can then take action and, and have influence. It seems to me, Melinda, their reaction was actually quite fast. They had gone and they'd reviewed the game and they've said, well, you know what, this is not in line with our values and we are going to pull it. That's something you'd encourage other retailers to do? Yes, absolutely. That Retailers who take this kind of ethical, this corporate responsibility are celebrated. There may be a very vocal backlash from, from gamers, as we've seen, but everyday customers look at this and the, the common sense is this is not right and it is appropriate for it to not be sold through these family department stores. These decisions are celebrated. I know that many people, particularly online, are afraid to say something positive because they get an instant backlash. But we we know that the majority of people agree with this and think it's a good thing. Of course, uh, one of the issues here is that while Target and Kmart may well have withdrawn the game, uh, the idea of continuing to talk about the game uh, in so far as the gamers go and trying to deflect the attention from it is that they hope that people will go to other outlets and buy the game. So it really comes down to, in one sense, uh, parents and even people taking some level of self-control over what they do buy. Uh, but there's also, I guess, the reputation and trying to actually not have the reputation of this particular game. We won't talk about the name of this game too much, yep. <laughs> uh, but we won't want to see this reputation grow so that people are looking for it just everywhere. Yeah, well, one of the the messages that people get when a game like this is sold in a retail like Kmart and Target is that it is is, is acceptable because Target and, and Kmart are fairly they're fairly reliable retailers. They they cater to the family. It's where you go when you need to buy your kids their school socks for the year and and you know the books, things like that. So you go there and you see these games uh, displayed alongside other video games. And the research is showing that many people aren't across what these different rating systems are. So, or, or you might think that the rating system is an overreaction. 
So the fact that they're pulled from these retailers is, is a greater awareness that, that there is a problem here. I know that Target had been advertising this game alongside Peppa Pig and Spider-Man and Barbie dolls in a newspaper ad. So that's another issue when it ends up in a mainstream department store. 2020 on Vision. It's Neil with you. This is the Monday edition of 2020, talking through the issue of a... A video game that's been withdrawn from the shelves of Kmart and Target because it is depicting violence against women, sexual violence against women. You might like to be a part of our conversation today. Our talkback line open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Wendy Francis from Australian Christian Lobby and Melinda Leshevsky from Collective Shout. Our two guests joining us and uh, fielding some calls today, talking through some of these issues. We are wanting to hear from you. You can call us one. 1- 800-316-316. Let's take a call from Steve in Hobart. Hello, Steve. Welcome along to 2020. Hello. Steve, what's your contribution to our conversation today? Um, I've been a, a gamer for oh, about 40 years. And um, I also work with kids uh, as a tutor. And, um, and I've seen the impact on, on how it does impact on kids. Okay, um, describe for us, Steve, uh, if you can, if you've seen the impact. How have you seen a, like a progression when children have been using video games? Well, the main thing is it's the desensitising of, of of the violence and stuff. Because when we we go back to like the the old Atari that was originally developed, it was developed as a home entertainment system, and even back in the day, there was a company that brought out a game that was. Um, adults only, and Atari said, no, this is a home entertainment system, and they would not promote it. Now, video graphics and things have got better and and different things have sort of come along, so much so that we have a lot of violence, Um, there's a lot of blood and gore, there's swearing, there's demonic imagery, um, sexual innuendos, even same-sex promotion in, in different video games we've got today. Um, but you've got a lot of parents don't realise um, that these things are in their games and they just think, oh, little Johnny wants a, a video game. They think, oh, games were harmless when I was a kid. Um, yeah, no worries. Um, and they just get them the game without realising what the content is. Now, there are things that a parent can do as far as finding out what that game is about or what's on it. Even just like Googling the name of the game um, there's a thing called, um, like on YouTube, cutscenes from, from the game. So it will show the cutscenes that uh, are made for the, the um, which is part of the story. So there, there's an alert there for parents. If they Google that, they can find out what sort of uh, images, uh, scenes, uh, depictions might be in that video game before they actually buy it. Yeah, yeah. But generally, if, if people, like, they'll, they'll usually put them out there so you can see it. Um, even if they've been around for a little while, that you, you can find out about some games. Because um, there's some games that they'll make down the track, they haven't made for years, they'll, they'll re-bring another one out, and it's got more sort of bad imagery or things that weren't in the original one. Um, so you've got things from that side. of The other area that we have too is, like with the desensitising, um, you'll get games that are based on real-life events of war where people actually died. Um, back in World War Two and, and things like that. Um, I, I saw on Schindler's, I think it was at the end of Schindler's List, 
they were interviewing people that were in the concentration camps and they said that the first couple of days like they saw bodies piled up and they just turned their head by the second day they could look at it and then turn away by the third day they could just look at it and keep going on even though they were in the camps and these sorts of imageries and things that we, we play like in like we can watch movies you'll, you'll see our ratings on movies and and things like that but people don't realize that with a game they can get so much content into a game but they also get the person or the the student or whoever actually playing it and engaging whether it's um, a violent act and and it does desensitize people that they just don't realize oh, it's just a bit of harmless fun that's right steve let's hear from our guests today uh, melinda leshevsky from collective shout uh, your thoughts on what steve's sharing there oh i was nodding nodding along as i was listening uh, because that that first person perspective and the interactive nature of the games is different to being a passive observer uh, say with films and, and tv not to say that uh, violent media and other formats isn't problematic. It can be. Uh, there is research showing that it does. It has the potential to lead to aggressive, increased aggression and desensitising people. But video games, the impact is so much more because you are that character and with the first person's perspective, you are committing these acts of violence through your own eyes. And uh, also the immersion of the games, I, the research is showing that people spend, and particularly young guys, spend many more hours playing these video games immersed in these worlds than they would with a TV uh, show or movie. And Wendy Francis, the reality that's being depicted, and this is something that uh, that our guest was, uh, that our caller was uh, picking up on, uh, is uh, the reality is continuing to get all the more realistic. Mm. Uh, that presents its own set of issues, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. I mean, the the console and the gaming stick and everything actually react to you, so you feel like you really are that person there. The other problem is that with a game you're wanting to get better and better at this game. So you are practising it over and over and over again and you're actually living out these vile situations and you are practising to get better at it. Well, Steve from Hobart, thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. You're welcome. Let's take another call. Neville is on the line from Daniloquin in New South Wales. Hello, Neville. Yeah, how you going? Good, Neville. What's your contribution to our conversation today? Oh, man, I mean, I've just been listening to it and, and being a lay preacher in Denigran, I just want to comment on the fact that, you know, we we as Christians have been up against this um, right from the very beginning. Like, you know, this was this is nothing new. It's it's the same thing within humanity all the way through. But what I, what I want to say is that I think somewhere along the line, we as Christians need to take a little bit of the responsibility as to what we actually allow now within the churches themselves. Um, you know, we, we condone uh, one thing and then uh, let another thing go um, instead of making people accountable um, for um, sin, because sin is sin. Yes, I agree with these two ladies. Um, we are um, to be the voices, and probably the most prominent song that's ever had a big impact on my on my life is... Um, the one Johnny Farman sings, you're the voice, try to understand it. But we fail to speak up when we're supposed to and, and we speak up when we're not. So go ahead, girls, I, um, I'm right behind you. Thanks, Wendy, Neville. Wendy, yeah. your thoughts on uh, what Neville's sharing? Yeah, I appreciate that, Neville. You know, the, the big thing for me is that Jesus has called us to be salt and light. And salt and light are good things, um, but they also are irritating. <laughs> so we can be irritating, Melinda and I, for people who are... are on the opposite side of the fence for us because salt in a wound actually stings and light exposes darkness and that's what we're seeking to do.
Absolutely. Ask John the Baptist. I mean, he'll tell you exactly what goes on. Um, we are to speak up, but we've got to be willing to lose our head at some stage too. Um, but we have a great protection with our Lord the Saviour behind us. Um, he spoke up. They didn't like what he said, so we've got to continually do it. Otherwise, it'll um, darkness will just overtake wherever it wants to. Yeah. Neville from Daniloquin, Del- uh, thanks so much for being part of 2020 today. Uh, Melinda, let me just ask you... Um, when uh, Neville's talking about churches and uh, the support base that comes for Collective Shout, much broader than uh, the Christian base that we sometimes talk about because you're inviting people to be a part of this Collective Shout that come from even non-faith backgrounds or people who would not really uh, darken the door of a church. But there is something special about organisations like the churches because they at least are a defined group of people that would stand up because they have a standard sort of set of morality type of uh, uh, standards that they might hold to. How would you like to encourage everyone, whether they be Christian or non-Christian, to actually get involved in taking up the cause of, of actual, uh, you know, seeing good things on our screens and on our video games? Oh, that's a, that's a, a big question. It's um, it, it involves being very brave because... For a lot of people, you you, go, you walk through the culture, you see things that are problematic. So maybe it's a magazine with sexualized images of women front and center when you go into the shops. Maybe it's outdoor advertising, which Wendy has taken on, uh, you know, so well. And 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 it's it's TV, it's it's all sorts of things. And when you speak up about these things, you get a backlash. You'll get it from the community. You'll get it from your own family members. You'll get it from your friends. It can be very isolating. And so the idea of our movement, collective shout, is. Because individually, as an activist and my colleagues are activists, we'd, we'd met people who would say things like, I thought I was the only one who saw this as a problem. And we met so many of those people. We thought, you guys all need to meet each other. So let's create this platform, this this organisation, this group where we all meet because we all, we, we may have many differences in other ways, but we all share a, a common goal that sexualization of children, the objectification of women in popular culture it's it's got to stop, and we want to take action to do that. So it involves being brave, and uh, one way to get involved is to sign up through our website, collectiveshout.org, and uh, and and that is one way where you'll find out more about how to take action in the community. Interestingly, and I'm interested in uh, your thoughts here, Wendy, because sometimes uh, the church jumps onto uh, ideas like this, and uh, there's a protest, and all of a sudden it becomes like a Christian issue. Uh, and for people who like to marginalise the church, they almost say, well, oh, that's the Christian issue. They're sort of standing up and being counted there. I don't have to worry. But there is a sense in which this sort of issue when it comes to these uh, these video games, this is a issue of humanity. It this is, is a, this is an attack against all women. Uh, and so when Christians stand up, you want everyone to stand up, not just Christians. We really do because it is a, a joint um, battle of humanity and as a Christian, I believe that every single person is created in the image of God. And so the women that are being objectified, the children who are being sexualized, whether or not they are of a Christian faith, they are made in the image of God. And the women who started the petition that Melinda was so involved with, they're not people necessarily people of faith. We have a lot of people out there who have an inner understanding of the value of a human life. And I believe that that's put there by God. And we should be part of that whole group because in that way we can actually point people back to this is why you value humanity because God actually made you. God created you. So the church needs to be involved with 
collective shout with all these um, people who are coming from all different perspectives because we need to be able to say to them, the reason why this really matters is because God actually created you and he loves you. It's Neil with you on 2022 guests, Wendy Francis from the Australian Christian Lobby and Melinda Leshevsky from Collective Shout. We're talking through the issue a petition that was uh, authored by some domestic violence victims and former sex workers attracted over 40,000 signatures. And two organisations, Target and Kmart, as a result of this petition, withdrew the video game that's called Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, You can be a part of our conversation today. We're talking about violent and sexually violent video games. Melinda Leshevsky, let me ask you, because uh, you know uh, some of the women who formed that original petition, uh, what do you think their motive was? And uh, you might even know something of their backgrounds that you can contribute as to how they have felt uh, when they decided to actually stand up and say something and, and try and put a stop to uh, these stores selling this game. Yes, well, uh, these women are, as you say, are survivors of violence. They're uh, survivors of sexual violence in the sex industry. And they they describe this game and the advertising of this game. So it's not that they're sitting down and playing the game, but when they see this game advertised, when they see that it's sold through mainstream outlets, when they know that one of the celebrated features of this game is this horrific violence towards uh, prostituted women, this causes them great pain. This causes them so much harm. It It, it triggers them and... Because they've experienced this stuff firsthand. Even when they're not experiencing violence, they are in fear of this violence. So to see it being treated as a joke and trivialised is not acceptable. And they bravely started this petition to do something about it and speak out. And uh, we, as an organisation, we we had to support them and was so grateful for the opportunity to be able to support them. It validates them. It helps them. It's given them some hope and humanity that, yes, two major retailers have uh, withdrawn the game and they've got some of their power back. They're, they're really brave women. Wendy mentioned a little earlier that you've been uh, the target of a lot of vitriolic, uh, really uh, discouraging type of uh, of responses. And that's you, but also, uh, I guess, targeted at these, these particular ladies. Yeah. I had thought, perhaps naively, that when this petition went online, that the fact that these were survivors of violence, because I, I, the, the response from gamers, this has happened before. Other women have received threats uh, in the US for speaking out about the games. I thought the fact that these women were survivors of violence would, would stop that. Nobody would think of threatening a survivor of violence with more violence, with more hatred. That It's like it didn't even affect, it didn't affect anybody's response. They came, but they came with the same onslaught. Uh, so the, the, the petition starters, the, the women, they've received threats. Uh, people who have supported them have received threats. So threats that uh, you deserve to be beaten with a baseball bat, uh, threats of rape. Uh, there was a threat to publish personal details, including names and addresses of people supporting this petition and the, the people who started the petition online. This is in, this made us all fearful, I'll be honest. Our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316 to be part of our conversation. Let's take a call from an anonymous caller in Queensland. Hello, welcome along to 2020. Yes, um, I'm just contributing as I have uh, a few teenage sons uh, myself and some of them work in the the mentioned um, shops, which I don't want to say that's what I want anyone to know sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they work at a couple of those stores you were mentioning Mm -hmm. uh, and um, they themselves um, play those games 
and um, it's it's a very difficult thing because there's an awful lot of peer pressure, and they can actually. And I tell you, some of the wicked movies coming out from America, the violent, disgusting movies that are coming out from America and from some of those Asian nations. And I don't know what um, this vampire one that I've walked in. I've thrown my TV set out. I don't go on the internet except for necessary things. But um, they can download. They can download... um, some horrible things where, as you say, they are the person that's committing <clears throat> the crime. They can. I've been horrified when I've walked in. And, of course, when my children were living with me, I had some control because I am a Christian and I did raise my sons as Christians. But there is terrible peer pressure, even in the Christian schools, I would say, um, some of them, because not everyone, it, it's... it's um, and I've even seen them download and then the kids send one another pictures of, you know, like soldiers being shot at Afghanistan. I saw that and I thought, why would kids send that to one another? You know, and... A little you know, bit like it's it. the more violent, the better it is. Uh, I'm interested, I'm interested in, uh, in the comment from Wendy Francis Uh, When you say that the peer pressure is so great, there is a sense that uh, if it's young men, and I guess people play these games not just uh, individually but also in groups, and if you do have a concern about that, uh, the peer pressure may be so great that you feel like you're drawn into the game. Uh, Wendy Francis, this whole idea of spiralling domestic violence, uh, young men may not be able to escape from the peer pressure that there is to play these sorts of games. No, <clears throat> my heart goes out to you, and even as you've been talking, I've actually been praying for you. Uh, but it, the the thing is that it takes a village to raise a child. We have been saying that for um, you know ever since there's been a village around. And there is a responsibility that needs to be taken by these mainstream shops. And this is why we are congratulating Target and Kmart for being part of that responsible attitude because what we've done is in placing this <coughs> excuse me, R-rated material in mainstream shops, we are completely desensitising people because we are saying this is acceptable. Now, what we've done here in Australia is increased... At the moment, domestic violence is one woman a week is killed and three women are hospitalised from domestic violence. We can't say that there is no connection to real-life violence from these sort of pictures. Even, uh, I would add, the terrible um, images of the ISIS beheading that we've um, been drawn attention to, the parents of those people have said, please do not watch those videos Uh, because they don't want uh, that sort of stuff being seen as entertainment. So the people who love these people, they say, please don't watch this because we don't want that to become part of mainstream watching. Uh, Thank you so much to that caller, that anonymous caller from Queensland. Really appreciate your sharing your heart with us today here on 2020. You can be a part of our talkback conversation. 1-800-316-316 is our number. Uh, Melinda Leshevsky, when you hear this woman with her heart beat the way that it is, Mm. she's got sons, the peer pressure is great, 
she's disconnected in some ways because uh, her sons are drawn in with their friends into yep. this sort of thing. When it comes to parents, the role that parents have and these sorts of violent video games or any video game that they have, uh, what are your suggestions for how people might be able to actually involve themselves more in their children's lives? It's it's hard. Parents are under so much pressure in so many ways. We've got, uh, you know, mums and dads both working. And I'm not saying that to, to criticise anybody working, but just it's a fact of life that there's so little time. We are not the only influencers in our children's lives. They go to school. They have their peers. There's teachers. All of these people have values and attitudes that they impart on our children, and we're not the only influence. We are a big influence, but we're not the only one. I love that she's thrown out a television. That's so fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to throw mine out, but that's really great that she's done that. Um, in terms of engagement, it's with the peer pressure and if the, the young guys are getting drawn into the games, that actually makes me feel really good that the community has actually rallied together and Target and came out of pulled it because maybe maybe that happening will mean that some the young guys who have been pulled into this world will actually start to qu- ask some questions and think, oh, well, this has been pulled. I mean, of course, the first reaction is a defensive reaction. But we can only hope that bit by bit uh, we can, as the community, we, we can support uh, our anonymous caller in her parenting because she can't do that alone and this is not her fault. She's, it sounds like she's done the very best she can and that's all we can do as parents. Talking about those department stores, as a parent you sort of would appreciate the idea that uh, these big department stores that perhaps we all shop at it might be places where you could almost be guaranteed a level of safety uh, this is, I guess, one of the reasons why this petition's been so powerful and has actually done such a good thing because people have responded and said, you know what, it should be a safe place to shop when you go into our big department stores. Exactly. I, I would say that both of these stores, they're trusted stores, they're popular, they're everywhere. That's where you go when you know you can get virtually anything there. And, and they do advertise for families. They do target families with advertising. So, yes, we should expect high standards from them. 2020 on Vision. It's Neil with you on 2020, one 316 to be part of our conversation. We are talking about uh, the video game that was withdrawn from the store's target and came out late last week, quite a controversial thing. And uh, we will take some more callers in just a few moments. But, uh, Wendy, uh, the Bible, uh, the gamers that got together and uh, have tried to form their own petition to say that the Bible shouldn't be sold in places like uh, like Target uh, and drawing attention to the violence in the Bible. Now, there are a lot of violent things in the Bible. Sometimes I say uh, to people, you know what, uh, uh, there are a lot of things in the Bible that ought to be R-rated. These are adult concepts. These are not children's stories because people like to sometimes uh, just push the Bible aside and say it's a book of uh, fables, fairy tales, uh, children's stories, actually, because we learned these things in Sunday school. But there are some stories in the Bible, and I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, David and Goliath. When David slew Goliath, uh, Mm. he actually did cut off Goliath's head. Uh, The imagery in our minds with that isn't necessarily, uh, while we think about teaching children this story and it's a fun story for Sunday school actually this is a fairly violent graphic story that's in the Bible do these people actually have a point when they criticise the Bible and the and the graphic violence in there? Look I think classification is necessary because I, I and classification across all sorts of um, genres and I mean the Bible definitely it doesn't overlook seduction, it doesn't overlook um, adultery or murder it's a book of truth and it's a true reflection on humanity 
and we learn about God's reaction and his his calling to us to come to him in repentance for those things, really. But it often surprises me how much we use Noah's Ark as a children's story. I mean, Noah's Ark is a story of a lot of death and flood. And, and yeah, it's not it's a pretty gruesome story. But we, we see Noah's Ark on baby curtains and all sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, I think the, the book of, of God, the Bible, is a book of truth. I mean, it has the story of Alexander the Great is in the Bible. That there, there are historical stories in the Bible. That there is a gradual, um, uh, probably acceptance for children as they grow older to learn these things. And Melinda, uh, interestingly, when we talk about domestic violence, when we talk about this sexual violence against women, uh, one of the mechanisms I often refer to uh, uh, in this whole uh, debate, this whole same-sex marriage debate, is that actually uh, that is a deflection from uh, what we would understand as the equality between a man and a woman, which actually comes through this marriage contract uh, that happens, which is a biblical foundation. Uh, there is a sense in which uh, throwing out biblical truth uh, actually has a wider ramification in society. Now, uh, when it comes to these violent attitudes and things like this, and uh, I know you sometimes reflect on uh, issues in the Bible, uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, with, with this petition uh, to, to stop the Bible being sold at Target, it, it is a stunt. And there were a number of petitions put up, which were very silly. And I think the, the news grabbing onto the petition against the Bible was just to reinforce this narrative that plays out, that if you uh, have a problem with games or media's depiction of women, then you must be a certain kind of person. And, of course, they're disparaging, they're disparaging Christians. So we, we have a, a broad base of support, some including Christians, non-Christians, er, everybody. So... We need to. We do need to join together to impart good values and attitudes about respect for women and 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 how we interact with each other in our relationships in a respectful way. Okay, yeah. let's continue to take some calls. Christine is in Laidley in Queensland. Hello, Christine. Welcome oh, along. Thank you very much, Christine. Running short of time. What's your thoughts quickly? Um, well, I hope it's not too late. I've just said my I had six children. Two died, but. My first marriage was very violent and my boys are encouraged to play these games and they both have a bad attitude and it needs to stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, a bad attitude uh, that needs to stop. So the attitude in your boys has begun at an early age is it, and you're That's hoping it's not too late. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my son now has two little boys, so, and they're at home playing games all the time, you know, and it's, it seems deeply ingrained, you know. I think, I think, can I just say that, I, you know, I think the, the fact of these shops pulling it, the fact that we're having this discussion is a help to parents such as yourself and to grandparents because it is highlighting the fact that, no, there's a lot of people out there who think this isn't acceptable. So without us highlighting this problem, society in, in general just thinks, oh, it must be okay. I must be the one out of the loop here. And so um, hopefully as your sons become parents, they themselves will... I, th- I think sometimes when people become parents themselves, they can even be drawn to to realising the impact that this has had. But it does go to just show that I don't think you can practice and practice and practice on a game such as this and then all of a sudden have a good attitude towards women. 
No, that's correct. Well, Christine, I can't uh, keep you any longer, but thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. Uh, let's continue to take some calls. Simone is in Candale in Tasmania. Hello, Simone. Hello, how are you? Very well. What's your contribution to our discussion today? Um, I'm just thinking how they've said that the Bible is, like said about all the violence in the Bible, but I've also noticed that when they write children's Bibles and then they've got the teen editions, they sort of, I guess build the individual up and have it age appropriate. Mm. So it's sort of trying to, you know, I guess keep that innocence for a thing and then sort of gradually the pers- building the person up and like sort of dealing with it. I guess, uh, you know, children are introduced to the stories mm. in a in quite a, you know, an open and uh, age... Uh, age-appropriate uh, way, and as they get older, they start to realise that there are bigger issues, deeper issues, mm-hmm. and values that they actually learn from the outcomes of those stories. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and they're sort of, I guess, as they get older with it, they've got uh, developing that maturity to sort of deal with it responsibly. Yep. Uh, Wendy, any thoughts? I think so too, but I, I, the other thing I think is in the Bible, it certainly um, is always made to be an awful thing when murder is done or when adultery is done or seduction. And the difference between that and these games is that these games, you actually gain um, brownie points for actually doing some mm. of this awful stuff. So it's encouraging you to do the um, horrendous acts, whereas in the Bible it's saying this is going to be the um, the outcome if you do this. Thank you so much to Simone. Appreciate you being part of 2020 today. Let's hear from Wendy, who's on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hello, Wendy. Well, it's very... Um, not saying it's interesting. It's horrible. It's really, really horrible. But all last night, I was sort of... Um, horrific domestic violence next door. And um, just as we're speaking about this, it was just out of completely out of control and terrifying. It's very terrifying when it's happening. And that man's just come back again to the lady next door. And in a way, you feel extremely helpless. Right as we're speaking, this has happened all night. And it's happening. It probably will happen again. But the only thing you can do is ring police. It's too terrifying. This man breaks bottles over people's wow. heads. And... Wendy, let's. I wish we could talk longer. We've heard the point that you're making there. Melinda, we've been talking about domestic violence spiralling out of control. It's happening right now as we speak. Yeah, uh, this sounds... is an illustrative thing, isn't it, to what we're talking about today? That, that sounds really distressing. Um, I, I think... It would be great if uh, it was Wendy could get advice from the police and to be persistent because I've heard too many tales where people do make a complaint and it just seems like nothing is done. Then something tragic happens and then later on we all reflect on what should have been done. So if I was you, I'd be persistent with phoning the police. If police arrive on the scene and and witness this happening, it is so much. Uh, it's easier on the the woman who is being uh, victimised in this way. It's easier on her if the police can make this complaint, who who can pursue this restraining order or whatever needs to happen. I'm not an expert on all the uh, details there, but it makes it easier on the woman because it's very hard for a woman in that situation to actually take that action herself. People say, "Why doesn't she just leave?" And it is so unfair and conveys such a, a misunderstanding and lack of empathy for women in that that really horrible situation. Um, what we need to be asking is why does the man keep doing this and why do we keep allowing it to happen? So I really feel for you and I'm so glad that you're concerned about her 
and please keep persisting with those uh, phoning the police about it. And Wendy, generation upon generation are likely to reap the whirlwind from the things that are happening, particularly in these areas that we're talking about today. Yes, Very quickly. So I'm a grandparent. And I think um, what I'm trying to say to grandparents is be aware of what you're buying for Christmas. Be aware of what shops are safe to go into and what aren't. And we've got to start stopping to go into shops that are stocking stuff that is actually going to destroy our children. Well, it's been a very compelling conversation today and I'll point you to uh, two websites. There's always good uh, detail and resources on the Australian Christian Lobby website. Simply Google Australian Christian Lobby. You could even get in touch with Wendy Francis through there and also collectiveshout.org. And, and of course, uh, Melinda, you've been following this along very closely. To you, Melinda, and to you, Wendy, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for bringing this up. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.